0: I heard a tin. Are those like those like Christmas cookies and the little like silver cups? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what they are. They're still good from Christmas? I don't know. They taste good. (laughs) Oh
0: boy. Thank you for listening to the cross-platform media podcast. I'm your host, Yoakum, and joined with my awesome and lovely co-host, Courtney. Hello and jordan danger how we doing folks
1: yeah how was your week guys pretty good pretty good lots of stuff going on but good stuff i was like oh yeah nice
0: what do you have going on aside from i know we have pretty much had the same weekend so aside from that we'll get into that later uh what
1: yeah tell us about your week um it's basically the same as last week, except for there's Pokemon involved in this week. That's the only difference. Yay! Same thing, just Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer. Oh my gosh, the, the they 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 need to stop with the cliffhangers. That's also, the cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> they need to stop the cliffhangers. <laughs> um, and then obviously the new game Pokemon Arceus. Whoop whoop. So that's what I've been playing most of the time. Woop woop,
0: awesome. <laughs> And Jordan, Bud, how was your week filled with danger and adventure, I imagine? Always,
2: always. Uh, when I'm not, um, participating in wild car chases and, uh, you know, rescuing damsels in distress, uh, you know, I was just playing Pokemon. That's literally all I did with all my free time this week. Nice. Mm hmm. Awesome.
1: Now, who's the damsel in distress?
2: Uh,
0: me question mark
1: oh that makes sense
2: there we go perfect
0: there it is <laughs> <laughs> awesome you know my week's been pretty pretty chill uh you know just establishing social accounts for for us and as well as pokemans but we'll get into that later after the notable news of the week cool Alrighty. so Strap in guys. Buckle up. It's gonna be a wild ride. Click click. I got two seat belts on. Oh dang. Oh damn. I got my uh five point, four point, three point something. You know, like when you go off roading. Yeah, there, I'm I'm clicked in.
2: Two seat belts might actually be a hazard. It might be. It might be a little too dangerous.
0: That's okay. Ooh. Looks like Danger is somebody else's middle name, too.
1: Am I stealing it?
0: (laughs) So, looks like Microsoft is uh, quite the trendsetter. Uh, So, we had two acquisitions uh, this week. So, first off, we saw that Sony uh, is buying Bungie for $3.6 billion, which... Raises the wonderful and interesting question of why, like, I don't understand—is Destiny really worth that much? I mean, yes, they have Halo too, but what do you guys think?
2: I don't know about four billion dollars—that's a lot of money. um That being said, Destiny is pretty massive. I can see it being like their bid to try to like get people playing their games on a daily basis. Yeah, but even even Destiny 2, I want to say has I I just looked up the the numbers. I want to say it's like 50,000 players on average per day, right? Wow. That's nowhere close to the nearly 4 million concurrent players that Fortnite <laughs> has every day. Um yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, 50 grand's not a it's not a small number by any any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know if this is the, the fight they want to pick, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in all the various groups that I'm a part of on Facebook, I don't hear anybody talk about Destiny anymore. Yeah. So it really makes you think. It, it kind of just made me think of sony is just trying to make a play to make headlines of like hey we're relevant to microsoft's not everything so you know go go figure really we'll we'll see what they end up doing with it um they did mention sony did say that bungie is going to remain in in a sense kind of it's independent entity yeah. and it's still going to maintain its uh, cross-platform properties as well. So it's not going to be Sony specific. So, which also, you know, raises more of the questions as to why. So, you know, we can only see what the future holds and possibly revisit it on a future podcast.
2: I really think it's just a straight up money move, baby
0: yeah you know
2: i mean they're just buying a massive company that's making good games and letting them do what they do and then you know taking a share of that profit from the xbox you know community as well you know why can't sony make a little money off the games that xbox sells you know
0: that's that that's actually quite a power play if that is the case
2: it's kind of badass
0: i i think so
2: it's kind of dangerous
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, I yeah. see what you did there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. And the other one that I found interesting. So I don't know how much you guys are on social media, and I don't know if this is only being shown on like Facebook and such. Um, Whatever Wordle is. I have no idea. I'm Word? seeing I'm seeing people share their like Wordle I don't know if it's a score or progress or something in the I, app.
2: I stared at a full my full Twitter feed with all of these wordles, right? Uh-huh. And I couldn't piece it together. I, I don't know what I'm looking at. And I refuse to Google it because, no, I'm not going to participate.
1: So, it's... Ooh wordles that is there is this people saying wordles or
0: what it's uh so it's a it's an a, it's a game called wordle uh-huh. uh w-o-r-d-l-e and it's t- it's gone super viral it's kind of the the level of viral that it's gotten do you guys remember when uh 2048 was really big yeah i feel like it's kind of like that Interesting. And the reason I bring that up is because the New York Times just bought it. I don't (laughs) know why. Use me (laughs) (laughs) for like I I I mean this is the future. The New York Times is now going to be getting into the gaming industry. I guess. (laughs) So a little frame of reference for Wordle. Um, It started with 90 users on november 1st and then by the end of january uh it has grown to millions wow damn so it's going to be interesting i'm not sure uh it hasn't they haven't said like how much exactly they uh spent to buy the game um but a lot of the memes that are coming out from this are hilarious because uh, people are saying after you play the game for five minutes, you're going to get a paywall that says, please pay a subscription of $10 a month to play more than five minutes of the game.
1: What?
2: <laughs> Wait, you're like, Oh, gotcha. It's a New York Times joke.
1: Yay! I <laughs> yeah.
0: I-, I think that one's needs to keep up with the times oh bad joke so yeah we got companies buying companies left and right and so we're gonna see what nintendo buys next week
2: (laughs) nothing they need to buy nothing
0: i saw this other meme and it was great and it was like sony and microsoft like duking it out it was over um like a like a uh, dragon ball z uh panel and then you've just got like uh like a bystander watching and it just says nintendo because they just keep their head out of everything like nintendo is the company that just wants to watch the world burn (laughs) they they don't want to they don't want (laughs) to cause it to burn but they don't want to stop it to burn (laughs) they're just hey here's our our new switch enjoy it as the world burns and that's what i love about nintendo they just keep their head out of like trying to be the best because i think they know that they can't like graphically they'll never be the best hardware wise they'll never be the best and i think they know that
2: i don't i don't think they need to be i think they know they don't need to be
0: exactly you know, it's not like back in the day when, you know, as we mentioned earlier in a podcast episode, how Sega and Nintendo were duking it out in courts in the very beginning. Because everybody wanted to be the very best, like no one ever was. Or that I was early about on to finish that distri- line and
1: <laughs> got, it, got it before me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to joke them all. And, you know, they were duking it out, wanting to be the best and... Because I guess they kind of needed to be that early on in the industry. But nowadays, like, they've built a name for themselves. Everybody knows Nintendo. And even for those, like, I've heard people say, no, I don't like PlayStation. I prefer Xbox. No, I don't like Xbox. I prefer PlayStation. I've never heard somebody straight up say that they hate or don't like Nintendo. Like, everybody loves Nintendo. Even if you don't have a home console or a handheld, like, everybody loves Nintendo
1: yeah Yeah, i was true. gonna say i was like now you mentioned i was like yeah i never really heard anyone say that it's like always like in the background it's like they either like what you said they either like playstation or xbox and then they probably have a switch or ni- whatever nintendo item that they have and they're like oh yeah i like this too it's not right. the best but, but i, I mean, have it and i like it and i enjoy it
0: oh absolutely and i mean the most that you're gonna get out of somebody like quote-unquote hating Nintendo, is they're going to complain about the hardware limitations of the console and how it doesn't compare up to PlayStation or Xbox. But they're going to do that while they're playing Breath of the Wild on the Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo creates hypocrites. You heard it here first. Cross-platform media. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving forward to games coming out this week so we've got ollie ollie world this is coming out on everything pretty much um actually yes it's coming out on everything uh stay tuned to see if it's gonna come out on sony's new refrigerator that can tweet but we'll see how that goes so this is coming out on february 8th it's an action platformer where you take on missions challenges make new friends uh you're a skateboarder i've seen the trailer for the game and it looks absolutely charming i love the art style and uh yeah so you can play through the game by yourself or you can connect with other friends and play against them in this is what i found interesting one of the millions of shareable levels huh how is this like a like a no man's sky situation yeah,
2: it's yeah it's probably just randomly generated uh levels with seeds and such
0: yeah but yeah i mean i found that interesting it wasn't just like across the many shareable levels or you know or even you can say tons and it still be a vague number uh but the fact that it said millions that really that that piqued my royal interest oh yeah and then next up we got Seafood. That's coming out for the PC and the PlayStation 4 and 5 also on February 8th. So this one's kind of like a Kung Fu beat-em-up style game where you play as a young Kung Fu student on the path of revenge of those who murdered your family. I enjoyed what I saw of this game. I don't. It's not necessarily my type of game. I'm not like a huge like beat-em-ups or... Or like Bullet Hell or, you know, like those types of games were but uh this still did look like an interesting game. Uh even though that storyline has been done tons yeah. of times, it still also piqued my royal interest. Yeah.
2: I I went and briefly looked at the trailer and uh mm-hmm. it does look a little bland to me. Um it it like it sparks the desire to play a beat-em-up for sure um it makes me want to go back and play sleeping dogs if you ever heard of that game no oh sleeping dogs was great it was um side uh sidebar corner um um it was you play as like an undercover cop in hong kong it was supposed to be a true crime game and it actually uh, they changed it they changed the ip later but um yeah you play as an undercover cop in hong kong and you're just trying to infiltrate these uh you know the triads and all that while maintaining your morality as a police officer. It's pretty good. Nice. And you get to kill people uh pretty violently.
0: Well, if there's one thing us video gamers love, it's murder. Because video games breed real life crime. You heard it here first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And next up, also, this one's going to be on the Xbox One and the Series X and S. Um, it's called Crossfire X. That's coming out on February 10th. It's kind of your standard, run-of-the-mill uh, first-person uh, shooter. Uh, it is going to be free to play. Um, for the. It has the online uh, multiplayer as well as a first-person campaign. And it The website didn't share too much over the storyline, and I'm not a huge... I I don't know the Crossfire series to begin with. Mm -hmm. But the little bit that it did share, um, it just says where you explore the conflict between the Blacklist and the Global Risk factions. I like like that. I like when there's games, and there's some type of conflict through kind of like military factions, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. So, I, I liked it. Um, I don't have an Xbox, so I will have to watch people play it on Twitch. But still, nonetheless, are you guys uh, familiar with the Crossfire series?
2: No, no? not at all.
0: Already then. Uh, so, uh, next up, we've got Know By Heart on the PC. This is also on February 10th. This one, out of all of these games that have, that are coming out soon this one i'm very intrigued to get and hopefully i will i'm gonna you know watch a little bit more of it and i may end up getting it when it comes out and uh possibly talking about it on the next podcast depending on how far in the game i get i really enjoy those emotional indie games and like one of my favorite games of all time is not so much of a game but it's a it's a walking sim mm-hmm. and it it's called that dragon cancer and Wait. It cro- yeah
2: buddy do you know it i know it yeah okay i've been thinking about that game
0: for like literally years and i've i didn't know the name uh-huh that was one of the first games that i bought when i built my pc oh my god and i think it was at, it was i believe i i believe i technically bought it after i bought rocket league um but it was the first game i played for those of you who don't know it chronicles the story of a a husband and wife uh, going through the cancer treatments and journey in their three-year-old son that game, it takes about two hours to get through. It's on Steam. I believe it's only like $20 or $30. And it's worth every penny. I cannot give that game higher praises. It is, and don't, don't just, I, I will say, because I listened to an interview years ago with the creator of the game. If you haven't played it, don't watch somebody else play the game. The creator the creator explicitly said in the interview, the reason he doesn't want people watching others play the game is not a uh, it's not a money game. It's not a numbers thing. It's purely he wanted to share this story with others and he wants other people to have their personal uh, experience in the game and there's a disconnect when you're watching somebody else play the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of games like that where it's like it's just best to to play it yourself rather than absolutely see it through someone else's eyes, you know.
0: Yep. So, uh enough about that. That game's amazing. Um it ripped my heart out of, out of me and I and I just I love it. And I I try to encourage so many people to watch or to to play it. So this game kind of gave me those types of emotional vibes. Uh, It's an indie adventure game about a group of friends meeting again and feeling a sense of loss. Now, Steam mentioned in their description, something beyond their control will ruin the reunion. That's going to be interesting to see what that is combining those two descriptions like ruin the reunion and feeling a sense of loss uh immediately my mind go with the with the feel that i got from the game my mind immediately goes to death and specifically i wonder if one of their friends like maybe commit suicide and they're dealing with that
2: i was gonna make a joke and now i just can't
0: yeah you probably shouldn't bud
2: you ruined it you ruined it (laughs) <laughs> I was going to talk about Bigfoot and then you brought up suicide.
0: Come on,
1: how,
0: how, am t- <laughs> how, how
2: am I supposed to follow suicide? <laughs>
0: yeah. How were you going to tie in Bigfoot to this?
2: It was just a joke.
0: Don't worry about it. It's too late now. <laughs> so, yeah, know uh, by heart that's going to be PC only on February 10th. And last but not least, we have Lost Ark also on the PC also on February 10th, and also free to play, just like uh, Crossfire. So, brace yourselves, it's an ARPG, Massive Multiplayer Online Action Role-Playing Game. So, they described it as, at face value, it's reminiscent of games like Diablo, uh, World of Warcraft, or Guild Wars. Uh, but when you dig a little bit deeper, uh, it really differs in some like really unique ways. So one of the elements of the game is you have five base classes. So you have warrior, martial artist, gunner, mage, and assassin. But on top of that, you have 14 advanced classes that you can branch off from your base class. Huh? So, for example, in the warrior class, uh, you can branch to what's called a berserker, uh, which is a tanky, action-heavy build with berserk mode and two-handed comment. So, I imagine berserk mode like you've got probably like three seconds to just deal a ton of damage. So that's what I've seen in some other games.
2: I might be, uh, I might be picking this game up. You, you may have convinced me
0: uh you know i've i've never been like a world of warcraft person um there was another um mmo rpg that was similar that i didn't really get into but when i was looking into this like it as as i dare say piqued my royal interest and the so like that got me and then what really got me is you can mix and match your skills and build a unique and varied combat style.
2: That's pretty dope.
0: So if I'm able to create like a paladin, like a dual wielding, um, if dual wielding's available for a paladin, if they have, you know, something like that, you know, I always thought paladins are great because it blends like sword wielding and magic. Yeah, dude. So if through this game I can like create that, like that would be so boss. So that's what we have for coming out this week, and I think without further ado, we move on to the topic of the week, which is our first goes at Pokemon Legends Arceus.
1: I was gonna do a drum roll, but <laughs> yeah, I was like. No time for trouble. I was going to make another Bigfoot joke, but all
2: right. I'll get one in by the end of the episode. Good luck. So I don't need it.
0: Now, I've already seen... Bigfoot. <gasps> Great. Thank you guys for listening to the Cross Platform Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... I find it wild that so many people on YouTube have already just blazed through the game. It's crazy, right? It, like, I didn't see this happen. I haven't seen, like, that much progression that early in any other Pokemon game.
2: So, I was I was just telling Courtney, before we recorded this, how upset I was, that... I was scrolling through my YouTube feed, and the no. title of an episode and the thumbnail ruined the ending for me. No. Yep. 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 Uh, you know, maybe not a maybe not the entire picture, but I I know what happens in the end, and I'm very no. upset. I'm very upset at at the fact that I know
0: of course like on a f- when you finally get excited over a pokemon game because a- as we all know you hate pokemon yep and for when you finally get excited over a game then that kind of crap happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm i'm so sorry bud me too Well, hopefully you can spin it in some type of positive way, like, oh, I know this, but I don't know what leads up to it. Nah, I'm just
2: going to angrily and begrudgingly finish this game. But I'll finish it. I'll finish it. I'll see you through to the end.
0: Well, good for you, man. Good for you to to stick by it and still enjoy the game.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You you can finish the game with your... uh your alpha uh, oh
2: yeah i'm junior. gonna yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm leveling that bad boy yep gonna get an alpha Mr. i haven't mime.
0: found i haven't found a mime jr really that's amazing that's a that's really? a first area thing so so apparently so is togepi and i haven't run into one of those either oh
2: neither have i well
1: wow. uh i haven't run into togepi but you know what i caught i caught poke kiss
0: nice is that in the first area as well yes wow okay i probably need to play the game at different times of the day as well like in game time of day i typically play so this was funny um my first couple of days of playing the game, I as soon as the sun started going down, I went back to base camp and I went to sleep uh-huh. until the morning because I was terrified to play at night. Yep. Samesies.
1: <laughs> and
0: I've never been like scared at all of a Pokemon game.
1: You, that's funny that you mentioned that. I was like, um, when I first came across the alpha rapid dash, I was like, oh my gosh, that thing is massive because that was the first yeah. outfit that I saw. And I was, like, actually terrified. I was, like, I'm scared to go against those Pokemon. I was, like, I've never been scared of any Pokemon before. And then when I'm playing this game, knowing that they- thing is massive and they actually come and attack you, I was, like, oh, no. Yep
0: the first alpha so i saw that rapidash and i saw its glowing red eyes and i just went away <laughs> the first alpha that attacked me was a cricket tune. <laughs> and it immediately sent me to i feel like if i get hit once more i'm gonna black out yep which uh, another element of the game that i found interesting they brought back the phrase blackout in so in pokemon in the first game you blacked out but in the second so in red blue and yellow you blacked out if you ran out of usable pokemon i want to say it was starting in gen 2 or 3 that you white out interesting so they brought that back in this one uh another another element that i found really interesting as you know going through the game um i i it was really hard for me to stay on mission.
1: Oh, yeah. As soon as, um, what was it, I, they threw me into the open yeah. area, like, for the first time, for the first little tutorial thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was literally all yeah. over the place. For the last, oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: two days, I've, I haven't been doing the missions at all. I've literally just been running around um, trying to catch all the alphas and stuff.
1: Yeah. um, I also want to go back really quick to, like, the just whiting out and blacking out uh i was actually kind of surprised with um a few things where i was trying to catch a office norlax and it knocked out all my pokemon Mm. and i was like oh no i'm gonna black out or whatever because that's usually what happens in other pokemon games and when all my pokemon were knocked out it's just like all right you're not battling no more and i was just still standing there i was like Confused, I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, basically, I was like, I'm running, I'm running away, but I was like, I didn't know so you can still
0: be out in the field if all of your Pokemon get knocked out. You just running around with no Pokemon, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, okay, yeah, it's still, yeah, I mean,
2: you still have the option to try to throw Pokeballs and catch.
0: Interesting, see, I haven't gotten to that point yet because when I felt like I was gonna lose, um. I just ran away. <laughs> it's super easy to run away from battles in this game. It's very
2: easy.
1: Yeah, it really like is. you can
0: hit run on the uh, on the the UI, the user interface, or you can just physically uh-huh. run away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is yeah, it's great. Uh, I I just this game it feels how would I put it? Because obviously, like I don't want to sound trite and be like this feels like if Pokemon was real, you know, but like kind of it really settles in the what like it makes the world more believable yeah a hundred percent you know because of how much more interactive it is yeah yeah and i for the first couple of days yeah like it's funny because even during the the tutorials Uh, I learned that you could just run around, uh, her name's not Dawn in this one. Is it Akari? Uh, you can just run around her and start exploring without even continuing with the tutorial.
2: Oh, really? Uh Yeah. (laughs) Uh-huh. That's amazing.
0: And so like, I just spent all my time just catching and battling and exploring. I have explored the entire, uh, first region when I got to the point in the game where it's like, go talk to this person, I was like, okay, the new map is going to open up because I just beat Cleavor, so, okay. And I was like, we're not going to go there, we're going to continue adventuring the map. And I just, as soon as I unlocked Weird Ear, I just started going ham all across the Oh map. yeah, oh yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And... That part where the Snorlax is, uh, Courtney, did you get past him or did you run away?
1: Uh, I got past him.
0: I ran because, like, when he was standing, there, I was like, "There's no way I'm to be able to beat him." What if I am on Weird Ear and I just run past mm-hmm, him? Mm-hmm. So I did.
2: Yep, so that's what, I've been... I, <laughs> that's what that. I did. I dislike I think they gave us Weird Ear way too early. Um, I think. I mean, okay. I was I was expecting more even more grit in this i was expecting even more danger okay <laughs> i hate saying that word now <laughs> like that. um I, I i i wanted it to be difficult to traverse the world with with these wild animals but yeah with weird ear you can just kind of run past them
0: yeah i get that i i can see that it's kind of like getting weird in a sense unlocks a easy mode yeah i can see that um the reason i just blew past norlax is because there was a satchel over there Ah, ah. and i wanted to get the satchel i was terror even on weird ear i was terrified of that area because it was all it was all a final evolution Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There was an Alpha Alakazam, and I was just like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. Level <laughs> yeah. 60. Is that what it was? He was level 60.
1: Level 60, oh. yeah. I'm so mad because I was trying to catch him, and I accidentally knocked him out, and I'm like, ah, I got a lot of XP, but oh, I'm, like, ah, man. I'm like, I don't want to go back there and fight him. <laughs> yeah, I did
0: not want anything. Like, I found that satchel as I was, like, avoiding Luxray's. And I was like, okay, I got the satchel. I'm ready to go. And I tried to, you know, you can like uh, fast travel with your map. Yeah. I tried to fast travel, and it's like you can't fast travel when a Pokemon is locked on you. And I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just started yeah. running. And I was like, as soon as that little red <laughs> eye goes
0: away, I can get back. I can get away from danger. <laughs> uh, which brings up the next point that I wanted to ask you guys about was the the amount of side missions as well as the lost and found feature
1: i'm gonna start out with uh side missions and then i'll go to nice. lost and found but with uh the side missions i like the side missions a lot um they all like with the side missions that like help you collect items and what was it uh complete like some of the stuff in the pokedex and all that stuff yeah. which i like um and plus with me i'm like obsessed with side missions and I have to complete them all (laughs) and then when there's some that I can't finish yet I have to wait until like later on that bugs me Mm -hmm. so much because I keep going back to it I'm like oh I can't do that one yet oh I can't do that one yet oh I gotta wait a little longer um but yeah and then that's that's my opinion on side missions um but with the lost and found I I thought that was an interesting um uh feature that they added in I like it but I'm I'm still kind of like going back and forth if I actually like it or not because like you know you get the the yeah. points for finding the satchel and then you get the item that uh what was it the the found satchel, um. But with the little stand with the lady that you have to go to to redeem yeah. the points, I'm like, oh cool! Well, you can get all these rare items and all of stuff. I'm like that's a lot of uh, satchels that you're going to have to find is like understandable. If you want to like get like the good stuff, but I'm like, I was like, I don't know if I really want to like grind for that. Totally. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. It seems like satchels are because you only get a couple of them at a time. It seems like satchels are not, it's not an element of the game that you're meant to grind on. I think it's just an element of the game that you're supposed to passively check and if you're near it or if you're able to to go and find it then do it but it doesn't it doesn't seem like something you're supposed to grind on
1: um i am a little further than you guys in the game but like once you get to like a certain point they just start like coming in like crazy um yeah like i have like i think like i have 15 in my list wow. that i have to get I to right now I was, yeah at the beginning it was like you know two or three but now i have like 15 i was like oh my gosh
0: i don't know if this is true but this is what i was told so listeners if i'm wrong uh let me know tweet at us on twitter at cross platform co but a buddy of mine was telling me that apparently those satchels are the satchels of actual players from like real life players who have blacked out while playing the game yeah so, okay, so that, that is true. Yeah, I think they explained that in the game.
1: Yeah, they do. Okay,
0: I may have skipped that text box then.
2: So, I really think the satchel element of the game is, like, a good start. Um, I really like the idea that you're, like, picking up other, you know, liter- literally picking up stuff that other players dropped. Um, I, I do think it, it feels like an afterthought from the developers. Mm. Um, I think... It, it would be so simple just to make it satisfying right like you you pick up a satchel and you get a brief like if you got to see the team that the person had when they died or so, or something like that you know just to give you like a little more like you know that's a real person that's really playing this game um right something like that i don't know
0: kind have it to where they're you're not like me, where if you skip that text box, you're wondering if they're real players or not. Yeah. Like something that says, like, no, you know these are real
2: players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and actually, like now that you bring that up, it, like when you mentioned that, it automatically reminded me of Dark Souls with the blood stains. I was like, you can actually see how they die and what they were doing.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that was that was super personal, right? Like you clicked on that blood stain and you could see, literally, a ghostly figure of the 30 seconds prior to them dying
0: that's amazing yeah
2: it was it was such a fun mechanic because sometimes you would come up to a blood stain and touch it right and see their ghost walk through a door that you're about to walk through and then watch them die mysteriously and you know Ah. oh maybe that door maybe there's something behind there you know right yeah it was it was a really fun mechanic
0: that's fascinating or
1: my favorite ones my favorite ones with the blood stain is when you click on them, and you're like looking around for their little ghosts and everything. And you just see yep, them fall just... from a high place and just <laughs> die, <laughs> <laughs> just randomly. That's my favorite ones. I was like, "What the? Fuck?
0: <laughs> that's but that's yeah. awesome." So, yeah with the with the lost and found, that's where that's how I ended up in that area. Like. Also, when I was in that area against, you know, where the Snorlax is kind of guarding the way, it made me feel like Breath of the Wild, where early on in the game, you you explore too far, and it's like, oh, well, I probably shouldn't be in this part of the game right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like some of these areas, you know, even though, yes, you can blow past that Snorlax, I feel like that area in a... Weird open world kind of way was meant to kind of go back to that later and discover all those Pokemon. And with the side missions, I hate side missions. Interesting. Whenever I played a game with side missions, like uh, Mega Man Battle Network, for example, there was a message board and it was all side missions. Hate side missions. This game, and I, I don't think it's just because it's Pokemon, but there's something about the side missions. Like, I'm excited to do them. Like, find the three Badoof that have been causing problems in the village. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> I probably spent probably a good... Maybe, like, 30 minutes doing it. The other thing that I've been working on in the side mission as well is I got the odd keystone for the spirit tomb spirits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I... So, like... That's funny because it was like super late at night when I was playing and I got that one and I was like, that little girl's so sus. I know. I was like, she's so sus. I was like, I know what this keystone is and all that stuff. But I'm like, the way that you're like, I don't know, it's just her face. Mm -hmm. It's her face that is like, she wasn't making any facial expressions or anything. I was like, how do you know all this? I was like, I don't know. You're sus. She was, (laughs) she was
0: totes sus. No cap. Ugh. Jordan, side missions? Yay or nay? Okay,
2: I love side missions in games when they're done right. I think half of the side missions in this game are done right. Yes. Um, I think about 50% of them are like, "Eh, finish the Pokedex entry and show me. That's boring. Yeah. That's not fun. Um, The really fun ones are like, I want to see a massive (laughs) Buizel. Or, you know, like you said, go find the the bidoofs that are terrorizing the the village right um yep my biggest issue with the side quests is my exact issue with breath of the wild side quests okay i feel like i'm not rewarded enough for doing them yeah um in both cases it's like oh great more more junk i'm gonna throw in the in in my storage you know and never use like oh cool in breath of the wild i got three crickets yeah no i don't i don't need that you know
0: right it's like (laughs) i just spent you know half an hour completing the side mission and you gave me three potions
2: exactly yeah i could have made that in two minutes yes but if i i wish they would have like i don't know give your team a little bit of experience or something Something like that, right? Yeah,
0: you know. And speaking of what you got what you just said about you could have made your potions the crafting element of the game.
1: Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Alright, Courtney, why don't you go ahead and spearhead this one? Yeah. So honestly, like one of my biggest concerns was uh when I first like saw the trailers and all that, it was the money system. I was like you're basically, they're, they're paying you to like complete the Pokedex, get more info on Pokemon and yep. all that stuff. I'm like, I spend a lot of money in Pokemon to like get the Pokeballs and all that stuff. I'm like, how is this going to work? So when I first uh picked up the medicinal leak, I don't even know if I say it. Medicine leak, basic. I'm calling it medicine right. leak. There we go. The medi- medicine, <laughs> um, medicine leak. Yes. Medicine leak. Medicine <laughs> leak. That's what I'm calling it. Um I was like, oh, I wonder if this is what we're gonna have to use to craft like potions or uh revives or something like that. But I was like, ah, I'm not too sure. But um, sure enough, I was like, oh wow. And then I came bu- I came upon like a bunch of like those leaks. I'm like, wait. I was like, I can just make a shit ton of like potions and all yep. that stuff. And like the potions are sixty now. I'm oh, like yeah up, and then i was like i wonder if it's gonna be the same with the pokeballs sure enough i was i'm like damn i really don't need this money <laughs> it's just like the money system is just like you spending money on your like on your character basically like you really don't need it for anything else except for like if you're too lazy to like spend
0: and you need your money to learn new moves yeah
1: oh yeah that's true yeah (laughs) so
0: there's that and i actually like that about the money system because when i saw how little amount of money we had early on in the game it made me really nervous yeah and then i was like okay like the the whole idea is you know you're given like 30 pokeballs like you're supposed to have such a plurality of these things like how is this gonna work and the crafting element and the fact that you can craft wherever you mm-hmm, want
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh man i i'm all for it so like when whenever i play the game pretty much what i start doing is i go through the entire area collecting because i've discovered the different colors of trees like which ones are the apricorn trees yeah and so I go around collecting all the medicine leaks, all the apricorns, the various berries, the tumble stones, the black tumble stones, and I, I just go around and I just start collecting and crafting and crafting and crafting. And I probably spent more time than I really need to with, like, balancing out how many items I need in my satchel, because I don't want to black out and lose everything. But still i really have loved this element of the game in 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 making all of that stuff because once again a little bit more interactive brings a little bit more you know in a sense realness to the game um i kind of want to talk to you guys and get your opinions over the the somewhat controversial side of this pokemon game yeah Doug. yeah Doug so when pokemon games have gotten localized one thing that um they have been famous for is the localizing team removes all mention of religion Mm -hmm. and we've seen that in in the original anime uh misty was facing against a ghastly holding a cross in japan and in america she was i don't even remember what she was holding but it wasn't a cross in the games i think it's in the gen 4 games you have the mages uh and they've got like uh prayer beads and they removed the prayer beads And i think they just made them like pokeballs or something and so they have always removed all these different elements of religion and in this game they are in no ways afraid of displaying all of their religion oh yeah oh yeah
2: mm. and
0: you know we we've already kind of saw it when the discussion of the almighty Sinnoh which also uh side note real quickly super cool that Arceus is referred to as the almighty Sinnoh because if that area eventually becomes the Sinnoh region
1: oh did you
0: guys not make that connection? Well, I didn't.
1: No, I made that connection. Jordan. I don't know. Jordan doesn't
0: know. <laughs> True. That's right. That's right. that's right. So the, the the first mention, or I guess the the first element that really stood out to me about the religious aspect of this game was when the leader of the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan are talking in front of the uh, Galaxy team building. She pretty much says, you're worshipping a false idol of the almighty Sinnoh. Like, what? Like, that was just in a Pokemon game.
2: That's heavy for a Pokemon game.
0: Yeah. And like, he th- so pretty much in essence, like what we see is he thinks the Diamond Clan, Adaman, uh, the the leader of the Diamond Clan. Essentially, he thinks that the almighty Sinnoh is Dialga, which is the ruler of time from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and Irida, of the, the leader of the Pearl Clan, she essentially thinks that the almighty Sinnoh is Palkia, the ruler of space from Diamond and Pearl.
2: And it's none of them.
0: And it's none of them. And if you think about it, only the player character knows the true form of God in this world. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and then just all, all throughout the game, you've got all these different elements of this world's religion. And once again, it makes the game in the world more real because they're not afraid to talk about like these real things. You know, Pokemon has been a very sanitized game, you know, obviously, because yes, it is a child's game, but I feel like with this game, they really took their chances at appealing to an older audience
2: and it's it's crazy too i mean they they even get into some light politics right like with the cleavor Mm -hmm. fight right like the leader of the Clan, she's like look i can't get involved for this reason i I can't get involved because i'm involved in another way that being said i can you know i can turn around and i can let you i can let an outsider handle it but i can't do anything about this that's pretty great right
0: yeah, and even a little bit of shady stuff too, because she's like, you can't. Pretty much, she was essentially saying, like, you can't kill him. Mm-hmm. But then the Diamond Clan leader was like, hey, do what you have to do.
2: Yeah, get it done, son. Yeah. It's like Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, you, you can't kill him.
0: The second Bigfoot joke so <laughs> far.
1: Okay.
2: Didn't even finish it. It's not, I, I might cut that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to cut it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you might change your uh you might change your mind later but <laughs> uh so the
0: last couple of points i want to kind of speed around because these are super minor uh first off evolutions are optional love it like they've always been optional but you've always had to opt out of them but this time you have to go to the pokemon and click evolve now yep.
1: yes i love that love so it. much. honestly
0: I I didn't know what to think of it at first, and I've grown to really like it.
1: It just makes it easier since uh you don't have to try to find an Everstone to stick on your Pokemon. Right or continually press B every level. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And also the change in the evolution screen itself. It's always been this happy Pokemon's glowing with bright light and evolves whereas this one is like a dark ominous cloud that swirls around them their eyes glow yellow and it's like when i first hit evolve i like and i watched that that cut screen i thought i did something wrong (laughs) i was like oh wait was i not supposed to force it was i was i supposed to let them do it on their (laughs) own what did i do
2: speaking of fun new animations have you traded a pokemon yet
0: Oh my gosh, I, I immediately
1: so
2: say
0: that. <laughs> I will uh later this week. All right. Uh a buddy of my mo- a buddy of mine is crazy. He restarted his game four different times so that each of us can get all three starters. Oh my god. That's almost an that's like half an hour's worth of progress before you get your starter.
2: Yeah, that's it just clicking through the, the dialogue takes forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we ended our video on the YouTube channel, and that's our YouTube channel, Cross Platform Media, where we debuted the video of us playing through the first hour of Pokemon Legends Arc is. We we dawdled around playing that game together, but it essentially took an hour to get our starter.
2: Yeah. That that was one of my uh that's one of my biggest issues with this game and every Pokemon game. Training takes too long
0: yeah and so but yeah my buddy he did that so i will have all three starters okay. and i haven't played a game with all three starters since i was in uh-huh. middle school so i might i think i'm gonna kick some pokemon okay. off my team. in that
2: case we won't ruin what the animation is i want that to be fresh Thank you, i appreciate you. that that
0: i really appreciate <laughs> that. courtney
1: and i saw it. yeah that. yeah
2: and oh my god loved
1: it we were like, yeah, we're uh, it's, best it's, animation uh, ever. pure so cool. joy
2: in my heart. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, well, I can't wait. It's possibly happening for me on Friday, so I can't wait to see that. That's going to be... That, that makes me more excited. So, Jordan, you made it to the Crimson Mirelands, and Courtney, you've already gone past the Crimson Mirelands, correct?
1: Yes, I unlocked
0: the third okay. area.
1: But I haven't gone there yet because I'm finishing up in the first area like going back and collecting a pokemon then i'm going to go back to the crimson and go explore that area cool cool. so i guess this would probably be a little bit more
0: for jordan and
1: i just to touch on real quickly
0: is immediately when you walk into that first area of the crimson Mylands, it's barren like i saw a carnivine off to the side a psyduck and a badu and that was it like i really hope it opens up more but that that was a little disappointing and so it's just kind of like okay like they started out strong so we'll see yeah um
2: i've i'm already kind of bummed out about the uh the map system um really yeah so i i really like the first area i think the 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 Uh area is just designed really really well um I guess this is sidetracking, but I really dislike that the spawn locations for all these Pokemon are so rigid. Um, I don't like the Mm. fact that I know if I need a Bidoof, I spawn into that first camp and walk 50 feet forward, and I see five Bidoofs sitting there. I don't like knowing if I want a couple of Geodudes, follow that path down. I'll find the Geodudes. I, I really dislike the fact that you know these these communities of Pokemon are always in the same spot um and I really dislike that the alphas are also always in the same spot
0: I get what you're saying yeah i can I can see i I, I disagree uh with that perspective mm-hmm. but I can also see where you're coming from yeah. like it's a little it's a little over repetitive i get you yeah yeah so okay and the last little point uh super quick i just thought this was kind of i guess for lack of a better term cute um when you guys walk into the houses your shoes automatically are taken off and you're barefoot like i love i i honestly like i'm sorry i i was just gonna say i love that little cultural touch
1: yeah, honestly, uh, I love it too because it's like you first walk in, your shoes are on, and then as soon as you get onto the tatami to mats, I was like, <gasps> I was like, they, I was like, I loved it so much. I was like, they, I like how they kept that like traditional thing. I was like, that's nice. Yeah. Small little feature, but it's nice.
2: Is it me, or is this the first game that didn't try to Americanize everything?
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, I feel like in every Pokemon game I've played so far, I mean, you you start in Palatown. And you, you're in your room, and then you go downstairs, you meet your mom, you head out, uh, you meet Professor Oak, and then everything is, I mean, to be fair, we're working on handheld consoles, so it's it's not like yeah. there was a whole lot of personality to these towns. Uh-huh. Um, but this is for sure one of, like, the first time I've seen in a Pokemon game, like, heavily inspired Japanese tradition,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see I think when the games really started showing their character, I would say gen five with black and white, when they I because I kind of feel like with gens one through four, it's like, yes, this is based on a Japanese region, but it doesn't look like it. Uh Uh-huh. But when you get to gen five with black and white, they're like, this is pretty much based off of america like when you're in that game it feels like you're in america and especially with like the main city i think it's castelia like it feels like new york with the skyscrapers and everything Mm -hmm. in gen 6 it's based off of france like you're in this game and it feels like you're in a french inspired region and same with gen 7 with even though i hate gen 7 alola like yeah that's definitely hawaii yeah you're yeah. Just, yeah and then with gen 8 being based off of great britain um it's funny A uh um uh, uh, is just gr- the map of great britain if you flip it upside down wait really yeah
2: that's amazing
0: and but like with all the the styles of that game like it feels like it and so to have this game it really, like you said, it 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 feel it, it has that real cultural feel and they didn't try to Americanize it like they have, like in just like I said, with removing the religion, with removing different, you know, political aspects and everything like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a sanitized Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And before we get into the recommendations, do you guys have any last points you want to make?
1: I do, actually. I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention it. Or maybe you just haven't come across it yet. But I'll just say the name and leave it at that. If you came across it, then we can talk about it. If not, then I'll just leave it. Um, The Rift Distortions. You have no idea what that is. All right, and I'll leave it right there. Okay, so...
0: To wrap this up, to put a nice, neat bow on today's podcast, let's head into some recommendations. I'll kick us off this time around, and I'm going to recommend a book. Do it. I didn't read this book. I listened to this book because I don't read. So it's called Three Laws Lethal. It takes place in the very, very near future. When I was listening to this book, it feels like this could have happened 10 years from now. So self-driving cars are already a thing. And these two friends want to start a company of self-driving cars and to kind of do their own thing because it's more of an Uber and Lyft situation, if you will, for self-driving cars. But he wants to put these in the hands of the public. So they're developing it. They find an investor and they go to give a demonstration of the cars and how they can navigate a course and the kind of like simulate real life situations and something horribly wrong happens to the point where it splits up the friendship and they go their separate ways with developing companies. And then later on in artificial intelligence goes rogue but what i loved about this book is when the artificial intelligence goes rogue you know when we see sci-fi movies when that happens we blame the artificial intelligence generally yeah in this book the the person at fault is actually the guy that screwed with the code okay If he didn't screw with the code, the artificial intelligence would not have gone rogue. So it really puts a lot more of the responsibility on the people creating the artificial intelligence. I love everything that has to do with AI. Um, I fully welcome our AI overlords in the future. Um, Google will run everything, and I'm fully aware of that, and I welcome it. It's going to be great hopefully but this book was so real and i could it was so well written that i could picture everything as i was going through it it was a perfect little movie in my head and i would absolutely love in a few years from now if somebody decided to want to make this into a movie i'd be the first person in that line in move in that theater i might have to read this book Yep, Three Laws Lethal. I listen to it on Audible. And if you follow our link in the description. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have an uh, Audible affiliation. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so, yeah, I listen to it on Audible. Uh, I think it's less than 20 bucks on Amazon if you want the hard copy, too. Um, it's just easier for me to digest audio uh, audiobooks just because of my lifestyle. So, yeah. Courtney, what are you recommending for us this week?
1: Ooh, I got two things. Uh, mostly because Valentine's is uh Valentine's Day. Is you only get
0: up. one card. Uh, no, I'm just going to go ahead.
1: <laughs> I had to give the the listeners two different options for Valentine's Day. Gosh. There you go. <laughs> so basically, um the first one is a monthly girls Nozaki-kun. Um this one's on Netflix. Uh I love it a lot. Um basically um, it's a romance, obviously, because I'm bringing it for uh, Valentine's Day. It's a romance, but not a romance. Um, yeah,
0: like Jordan's life, basically. Yep.
1: <laughs> Always talking about Bigfoot, but basically,
0: I know
2: how to treat the ladies.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's a romance, but not a romance.
1: Yes, uh, you know, typical high school um, high school people. Um, basically, uh, there's a girl that likes a guy, you know, typical. But this guy, he's oblivious to her, and he's a manga artist. He, he writes his own manga, and it's actually a very popular manga, but she doesn't know that. And I won't spoil for, uh, if anyone decides to watch this, I won't spoil anything for it. But basically, he's just oblivious the whole entire time while she's just trying to, like make her move but ends up helping him in some kind of way and the whole entire thing is just super funny it's like romance but not romance so it's kind
0: of like a little uh, light rom-com
1: yeah basically
0: i i like it that that sounds good
1: yeah um and hit us with your next now one. my second yes yes my next one this one's on crunchyroll um what was it it's called my love story um this one's, like, a pretty big one. I've seen a lot of people talk about it and watch it, and there's, like, a lot of funny clips I see about it. Um, and this one's a horror, basically, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I got a lot of good horror animes. Maybe I'll recommend that next time. <laughs> um, but basically, this one's actual romance one. Uh, I like this one because it's, you know typical in high school, but the two characters don't go to the same high school, basically. Mm. Um the main character, um he's just like a really big dude. He doesn't look the greatest and everyone makes fun of him, but um he's best friends with like the popular guy. And the popular guy doesn't really care for anyone else except for his friend. Um but like he's just a, the main guy, he's just a really good dude in general. Um, no one sees that. Um, but basically, he helps this one girl on a train. And that girl kind of, like, falls in love first sight, whatever, you know, typical thing. And she falls in love with this guy that's, like, massive and it's not the greatest looking. And this guy basically is like, oh, he likes my best friend, the popular mm. dude. So I'm going to try to help them out. But, like, that's not the case type of thing huh but yeah yeah um i did a really bad ex- bad job explaining this one but like um after the, like the first two episodes that you watch it pretty much like sums it up for you okay um i just like it because it's like this is it's just a funny this one's more of a comedy romance okay awesome but yeah well that's everybody
0: checks out <laughs> jordan <laughs> Don't you hit us with your recommendation, bud?
1: Ka-chow.
2: You're gonna regret it.
0: Yeti or not?
2: No, I'm oh. kidding. Uh, <laughs> my real recommendation is a show that just came out called Smiling Friends. Um, it's an animated dark comedy. Um, Adult Swim is putting Ooh. it out right now. Uh, it's created and developed by a ton of people that helped kickstart like the new grounds community like like old oh. school youtube community you know um so this show is about a company that's entire organization is dedicated to going out and making someone smile um it's it's just a you know a silly little comedy right it's very reminiscent of those old animations you would have found on like pre 2010 YouTube and stuff like that on new grounds and all that. Okay. It's a set. I mean, it's made by the same community except it's a TV show. Um, so, I mean, if you want to feel a little reminiscent while feeling something new, check out smiling friends. I believe adult swim actually has one episode of the full season um, available to watch for free. So, I mean, go check that out on their website. Nice. If you like it, consider throwing your money at them. Watch the whole season. I paid to watch the whole season just because Adult Swim has a great track record of letting independent filmmakers do what they want with their shows. And it's, right. it's you know, it's proven to work this far. And uh, I'm willing to throw 20 bucks at them to hopefully get a second season of this show.
0: That's awesome. Cool, cool. Well, these are some pretty solid recommendations this week, if I do say so, myself. Your guys' uh recommendations, I would also say, have piqued my royal interest. What
2: makes your interest so royal?
0: Oh, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Oof. It's on a need to know basis. And you don't need to All know.
2: Alright, maybe someday. <sighs>
0: Maybe someday when you grow up, kid, I'll tell you when you're older.
1: (laughs) (gasps) Jordan, you got called a kid. That's your word. You call call everyone everyone else a kid. kid.
0: Yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cross platform media podcast. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter at, cross-platform co that's cross-platform co and you can also reach us on instagram at cross platform media and don't forget to check out our youtube channel where we kicked off the channel with the video of us playing through the first hour of pokemon legends arceus on uh, day zero i guess you could call it because it was the 9 p.m release at gamestop And we also had a really good time. We interviewed a couple of people in line, kind of see their like hopes and dreams for the game, what they were worried about, who their starter was gonna be. It It was all in all a really good time. And we really hope that you guys enjoy the video. Make sure to leave a like and a comment on it and subscribe to our channel if you believe in our mission. Also subscribe to the podcast here. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Pretty soon we will be on Spotify as well as the Google Store. So guys, thank you again and we will see you all very soon. Bye.